I awoke around 2.45am, needing the loo. As I returned to sleep, some thoughts came to mind. I knew if I didn't capture them there and then, they would most certainly have been gone by the morning. I turned on my bedside light, made a few notes, my eyes barely open, hoping that in the morning I would be able to make out the scroll. Heading back to sleep, another thought entered, and again I sat up and scrawled a note, eventually falling into an undisturbed sleep. I was reminded of a similar occurrence during a three-day nature therapy retreat when I woke in the middle of the night with already formed 11-syllable haikus, an experience repeated over two nights. On the first night, night wind, airborne leaves, blinds rattle, jackdaw coughs, and on night two, a cock crowed, a crow cawed, women stirred, frozen. There was something unique and beautiful in this experience. Realising that by being in nature, I discovered something of my own nature, and it was as if the haiku gave effortless expression to a nature speaking through me. On the first morning as dawn began, I heard an unrecognisable sound above the tent, moving from west to east. I realised, eventually, it was the sound of the wings flapping of a bird, unencumbered by the thrum of modern life. In the world of COVID-19, nature is having a break from the constant pounding we give it. Last week, whilst running, I noticed an odd aroma, then realised it was the fragrance of flowers, hedges, bushes, trees and shrubs as I passed by town gardens. Nature was free to breathe and express itself vividly in ways that I had not noticed before. So, back to the late night revelations. The first image that came to me was a scene from the film 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think the scene was the dawn of man. And in the scene, there are two groups of competing apes having a standoff over a watering hole. In one group, a dominant male picks up what looks like a long leg bone, starts banging it on the ground and seems to come to some realisation that it could cause harm to the other apes in the other group. As the scene progresses, the dominant male kills the dominant male of the other group, thus reclaiming the precious water hole. And what a familiar picture in our world today, where men fight, go to war, spill blood over territory and precious resources. In my half-awake state, I wondered if a female ape had picked it up. If she had been the leader, would killing and maiming have occurred to her? Or would she instead have used it as a peace offering, finding a way to share the precious resource of water, possibly avoiding COVID-19? On my second awakening and on the same theme, a question arose in my mind that I have had before but not explored. What if the two greatest symbols of the past few millennia were reversed? Let me explain as I suspend my belief in the creator myth. For millennia, we have described the earth as mother, giving feeding, nurturing, 
consistent and since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution we have given her a beating and a pounding and all of the abuse that we have imposed on her and yet she continues to give. Above somehow we have God, the ultimate man. One minute all seeing, all forgiving, all loving and the next angry, violent, punishing, inconsistent delivering mayhem and retribution and gaslighting. He cannot be challenged. It's interestingly, these descriptions of male and female roles are very familiar in my work with women in abusive relationships. In my early morning haze, I wonder what life would be like if the roles were reversed, giving us God the Mother and Father Earth. Could you for a moment pause, if you will, Try to imagine how life would be in this reversed scenario. A God who is constantly loving, forgiving, accommodating, nurturing, open, available, not testing us with plague, pestilence, mass death and so on. The Earth Father is a bit less forgiving. I recently read Gender and Colonialism and The Serpent and the Goddess, both written by Irish women describing how the influence of the feminine was diminished over hundreds of years, particularly in Ireland. The symbol of the serpent is ancient and has represented a positive feminine archetype to the ancient peoples. I hadn't been aware until I read The Serpent and Goddess that Patrick, in banishing the snakes and serpents from Ireland, was in fact banishing the feminine influence and in particular, St. Bridget. Perhaps in this crisis, it is time for a return to the feminine and the feminine influences.